This is the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Jerry Knott on most of your favorite social media networks. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast, A to Z podcast.com. Shout outs as always to Scene, to the Honeymoon Grill, to American Fireworks for helping to make this thing happen. To you guys for helping it grow. Uh, if you're new here, we get excited. We say four-letter words. We venture into mature slash immature subjects. So if that's not for you, if there are kids in the car, or if you're in a work environment, please put in your earbuds or just come back at another time. We wouldn't want anybody to get in trouble for listening to A to Z. Speaking of somebody who's yeah, never been in trouble, good morning, Andre. Hey. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening to all you wonderful people. If you don't like it, change the station. Uh, I'm actually in a good mood. I don't know how or why, but um, it's beautiful. The weather's hot outside. Uh, I've been in the sun for like a week straight. Maybe my brain has been fried. Uh, but summertime is finally here. Uh, an all-star week in Cleveland is finally here. And uh, LeBron's got his own super team. And Kawhi's got his own super team. And uh, the Indians are back in it. What else? I mean, this is a perfect time to do a podcast. Yeah, so let, let's start at home. Let's start with what this is. A couple of podcasts ago, we talked about All-Star Weekend. Was there enough buzz? Is it a big deal? All that stuff. Um, now that it's here, I think it is a big deal for Cleveland. You know, I, I've seen a lot of involvement, a lot of excitement for the things going on in and around downtown. Um, you're working on about two hours sleep because you, you couldn't help but go out and, and, and bask in it last night, which you've earned. Some of it was, yeah, some of it was work oriented, but yeah, yeah. I this, the part of go ahead, but yeah. But I, I, I heard a little rumor that you ran into Uncle Byrne. Is that true? I woke up to a text from Uncle Byrne at 7.04 this morning. That is true. Um, <laughs> in my surreal life, but I'll just give my surreal life because this is, and I know some asshole will go on Reddit or whatever else and say how we just like blowing ourselves and everything like that. Well, shit, we got good lives. Get over it. Um, and I don't, I mean that, but I don't mean that. I, we just tell stories about how our life works. Um, I'm overblessed. I'm, I've been put in a lot of situations that I never thought I would be in, in my entire life. Uh, but I've worked my ass off and I work hard. And I treat people right. So I don't, I'm not going to apologize um, for where my life is at either because I, I, I pushed. Go listen to John Tellage's podcast and hear my story if you don't know the story. Um, I did a lot of shit for free out of college and delivered a lot of pizzas um, so I can continue working for free until so everything pizza. worked out for me. I ate a lot. I'm still eating them pizzas, still. Um, that's the hardest thing about this thing I went to last night, man. They got like all these super duper great places to eat from with like little, little finger sandwiches and, and food, like little, like, it's not like it's, they don't have like a dinner set up at this all-star gala, but there's just all these different things, little bites of food you can eat. And I'm the fat kid from Akron that's still every like 20 minutes. Like everybody's like, I gotta go to drink. I'm like, I gotta go try another slider. <laughs> like, I was that guy. I have a question. So, I have a question. Okay. Did they have any Here, motherfucking chocolate chip cookies? They had some motherfucking chocolate chip cookies up in there, too. I'm surprised Jim Brown wasn't up in that piece last night. So when you have the All-Star game, they have this thing that, well, they wanted it to be called the All-Star Gala, um, is what it was yesterday, last night, put on by the Players Association. It was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, and it was pretty cool. Uh, you could see anybody from uh, uh, Yelich, Christian Yelich from the Brewers, to little chubby-ass me. A um, couple things that stood out there um, – so I'm standing with you, – you don't know who Johnny Bananas is, do you? Uh, no. Okay. Johnny Bananas is a MTV reality star who has been a part of their broadcasting since for like 16, 17 years. He's like one of the kings of some of their reality shows. And I got to admit, my wife and I have watched them for a long time. 
Uh, my wife, my wife was in the, we were around everyone from Terry Francona, Mike Napoli, uh, Christian Yelich, Dave Winfield, Bernie Kozar. And the person she got most excited about meeting last night was Johnny Bananas. And Johnny Bananas was the coolest fucking kid ever. Um, I'm pulling, I, like, anything, I, he was, it was awesome to meet him. That just tells you how crazy the whole thing was. Um, but I get there, I literally probably lost five pounds in the, in the, the heat yesterday in Cincinnati, got on a plane, took like a 10-minute nap, flew home, took a shower, and we drove right back to Cleveland, and we went to the gala. And after we were at the gala for a while, we hung out with Johnny Bananas. While I'm with Johnny Bananas, Terry Francona, having no idea who Johnny Bananas is, comes up, smacks me in the back of the head, and goes, who the fuck wants a picture with you? And then he's like, when you're done, come over here. I, gotta, I want to introduce you to some people in true Tito fashion. So, and then he looks at Jen and he's just like, I can't believe you're still with that idiot. And he, so after we get done with, and so Johnny Bananas is like, hey man, can you introduce me? That's like my favorite person ever. So I'm introducing Johnny Bananas to Terry Francona. Tito does the picture and whatever else. We talk to Johnny Bananas for a little while. Then we go over and hang out with Tito. And Tito had an ex-teammate there and he was there to see Joan Jett. Like he wanted to have the best seats to see Joan Jett. And like smacking me in the back of the head again because I tried to move it. It's like hanging out with my dad or your dad is hanging out with Tito. So he wants to see Joan Jett. Like, that's all he cared about. Him and his buddy were there to see Joan Jett. He drove his scooter to this event, by the way, and he wore his ring, and he never wears his rings. Like, when he makes fun of all the other coaches, any other, anybody on the team that wears their previous rings, whether it be World Series rings or American League Championship rings, but he wore it last night. And to quote Terry Francona, he wore it because he was worried they wouldn't let him in to the All-Star Gala at the All of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, in 2019. <laughs> That is your manager of the Cleveland Indians, everybody. <laughs> True story. This is all like, like this is all happening the last 24 hours. So then he had his bu- his buddy took a picture of him. He was like, I can't believe you're an adult driving a scooter to an event like this. And then Tito had a Cleveland cop just watch a scooter all night while he came in to watch Jones Jet and hang out. So I'm hanging out with him, Tito for a little while, but obviously my wife did not want me to rush home so we can hang out with Tito. No offense to the 65 and over crowd, but that wasn't our plan. So we continue moving around. We get Tito situated so he can see Joan Jett. Um, we meet Dave Winfield. I'm trying to explain to Jim why Dave Winfield is a big deal. Uh, for you kids that don't know why he's a big deal, go Google him. I believe he was drafted in all three sports. Yeah. One of the finest Minnesotians, one of the finest Minnesotians of all time, and he was one of the first blacks in Minnesota before Kirby Puckett, as well as <laughs> Prince. Damn it, you took my line. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're walking around, and then. Well, Mike Napoli is a whole, Napoli needs his own section of this. So somehow we run into Bernie, and we're going up. I'm going down an escalator. He's going up. I'm like, hey, Burns. And, like, Jen's like, how many people do you think yell, hey, Burns? And I go, well, I'm Andre Knott. He knows who I am. And she goes, yeah, one Right. She goes, yeah, yeah. She goes, you look like an asshole like everybody else. I was like, thanks. Five minutes later, I saw a pat on my back, and it's Bernie. So Bernie and I start talking, you know, just BSing. I talked to one of his friends. They were talking about watching the games. Bernie's lost a lot of weight. It's crazy how much weight he's lost. Um, to the point where I thought he was sick. He told me, no, bro, I'm just home by myself now. The kids are out. You know, I got time. My son's 19. My daughters are, are, are adults. It's just time for me to work out. I go, okay. And he goes, I need you to do me a favor, bro. Now, let's take a, let's take a time out in the story. And I got to <laughs> tell you guys something. For 41-year-old Andre Knott, born in Akron, Ohio, St. Vincent, St. Mary's finest, chubbier than I can than I love to admit, I was taken aback when Bernie Kozar said, hey, man, can you do me a favor? Like, I mean, like, I'm just being realistic. Yeah, I'd have, we'd all had a couple, I'd had a couple drinks or whatever, but I'm like, 
what in the world could Bernie Kosar ask me to do for him as a favor, right? And he goes, man, I love Tito. And he goes, I really have never met him. He goes, I, I, like, I know him, but he goes, you could introduce me to him the way I really want to know him. I go, no problem, Uncle Bern. I just sat him down. Let's go. So I'm walking Bern back, and then we get rushed by my man Johnny, who's a Browns back. He runs the Browns back at club out in Hollywood. So he says, I got his car, runs us a couple clubs. I know there's people out in L.A. that don't love me that are around the Browns Packers Club. That's okay. <laughs> um, but Johnny was a good dude. He stopped me. We took a picture. Uh, and, like, and I'm trying to get Bernie to Tito because that's the whole thing. But you know what it's like walking anywhere in Cleveland with Bernie Kozar. You can't just it, – it's, it's not just like a, a two-minute thing. You know, it was like a 15-minute thing. So by the time I get Bernie to the table where I put Tito, Tito had left and gone up on the stage to get close to Joan Jett. So I had to sit Bernie down and then go find Tito. Well, in this time, Mike Napoli, who truly is an unbelievable human being, and I should probably text him to make sure he's alive right now because he was off the chain last night. He's, like, texting me and calling me and then tackling me in the middle of the hall saying, where the fuck is Tito? And I'm like, I can't – why am I the adult amongst Tito, Bernie Kozar, and Mike Napoli? So, long story short, fun night. And I woke up to a text at 7.04 a.m. this morning from – Number 19 himself, Bernie Kozar, telling me, thanks, bro. <laughs> surreal part of It's just a surreal part of my life. Just surreal. Bro, bro, is this about Shereen, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Well, anyway, there's a home run derby tonight. Um, there's an all-star game. I, I think it, you know, you, you feel the buzz, right? Uh, with, oh, yeah. With, with people. Um you know, I, I will watch the home run derby tonight. No doubt about it. Um, it's always cool. You know, I, I don't know if it gets into hour four that I'll still be engaged to it, right? right? But right. Uh, and it sucks that Yelich got hurt, but they got to do what they got to do, right? So that'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have seen well, Josh was, Bell in person before, and I've seen that yeah. swing. And you know, who knows what's going to happen because a lot goes into this with getting the right pitches and just you know knowing how to how to time wow. yourself up. But I mean, that guy. He could put on an absolute He's a monster. He could. Josh Bell, from Texas, huge kid. Um, and I asked two years ago when they came to Cleveland, I was like, how the hell does Josh Bell grow up in Texas and not play football? And I met his dad, who's bigger than Josh Bell. <laughs> Jordan Luplo told the story great. And basically, they grew up in Texas. His dad got to help you out in playing football. And his dad, his mom told him he wasn't going to be a football player. So they raised him to be a switch-hitting power-hitting first baseman, and it's working because he's going to be one of the best players in baseball in the next three or four years. Um, but he truly should be playing linebacker, tight end uh, for someone, but they didn't want him to bash his head in. They wanted him to grow up um, and have his brain intact, and he's a baseball player and a great baseball player. His story's going to be great. Um, his dad's hands are like just mallets, and I'm, his are just the same way. Um, and he's just a really down-to-earth kid. Um, we all know Carlos Santana's in this. That should be fun, and we shouldn't even get into it because by the time most of you guys listen to it, it's already happened. But I hope people get to know the. I hope people get to know about about these contestants. And you know what? I know Yelich is out, but Matt Chapman is one of the best secrets in baseball. Who's replacing him? Uh, a lot of people don't pay attention or know about him because he plays in Oakland and their late night games. Uh, but he is the best third baseman in all of baseball. Him and Nolan Arenado, uh, neck and neck. Chat Arenado says that Chapman is better. They went to the same high school. Um, what are the chances your two best third basemen in all of baseball went to the same high school together? Yeah. Um, 
So there's some cool stories. And I always tell this stuff because I, you know, for whatever reason, baseball doesn't, I think it's harder for people to know about other players from other teams like we do in basketball and football. There's some great stories that you're going to hear over the next 24, 48 hours in baseball um, that are really cool. I mean, Shane Beaver and I just did this thing that's going to run on Fox 8 to dem- tomorrow probably. Um, and I got some other stuff that's going to run with Beebs, but Beebs and I met up this morning. Um, I think Shane Beaver's story is tremendous. Um, six years ago, Zach, he didn't get a college offer to go to college to pitch. He walked on in college, just totally believing in, in Shane Beaver. Three years ago, I made fun of his name in spring training because Corey Kluber was thrown on a side field in spring training down in Arizona. And I saw some kid with the name Bieber and Plesak watching him like two little kids. Two year, two and a half years later, he's a fucking all-star. <laughs> you know, six years ago, he was a walk-on and didn't know where life was going to go and just believed in himself and no one else did. Those stories, are, to me, are everything. And I think for someone like you that loves telling stories and sports stories and someone like me that loves telling sports stories, um, we live for the Shane Bieber story. We live for the Carlos Santana story of, you know, telling his dad during the beginning of spring training, dad, we're not going to go to the DR. We're not going to go on vacation for the all-star game. We're going to go to, we're going to be in Cleveland. And I'm going to make it. And his dad laughing and saying, son, you've never made it before. I don't know. And Carlos telling his dad, no, I'm going to make it this year. We're not making plans. Or how Carlos and his wife cried when he got traded back to the Cleveland Indians this off season. Um, those stories. And look, we play 162 games. The stories get, muddled amongst the strikeouts, home runs, uh, and Hammy telling us about college baseball. Oh, my God, he was on one yesterday. (laughs) I heard, I heard. I love that guy. I heard, I heard. He's my guy. I love that guy. He's nuts, but I love him. Well, I got a life rule here. Uh, A to Z has a life rule where you're only allowed to compare white guys to white guys and black guys to black guys. So Josh Bell is like like Frank Thomas, right, if you haven't seen him? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing yeah. to say. Yeah, that's also black got, black black. Yeah, got two bits of advice uh, for the All-Stars that are in town in case you happen to be listening. Uh, one, just because the bars are open till 4 a.m. doesn't mean you need to stay out that late. And two, uh, please delete all your old tweets before you go to bed tonight. Thank you. This will be. This has been our Baseball yeah, Minute. We'll talk to you next time point. on A to Z. <laughs> I got to tell you, I gotta, being 41 is different. We, uh, we had the debate last night of staying out past cause it was, since it was open, and we did unbelievably but we did have our uber driver drive us around a little bit and it is amazing to see cleveland ohio at like 2 30 in the morning and all the bars still open and people everywhere and it looked a little bit like when i was at the all-star game in new orleans for the nba is all i'll say it probably were some people uh flown in if you, if you know what i mean <laughs> okay yes we'll leave it at that <laughs> okay so b- before we get to Kawhi and lebron and, and the rest of this whacked out league so you know it, the rise of social media has come with the rise of like every single day is national something, right? And most of them are stupid. Yeah. So I've gotten yeah. some national some decent. Day, day. Yeah, I've gotten some decent chuckles and Instagram posts out of like National Best Friends Day and National Hot Dog Day and things like that. So had a little time to kill this morning in the barbershop, so I was scrolling and I saw it's National Video Game Day. So let's play uh, a little American Fireworks Glory Days here. Uh, Andre, not National Video Game Day. What is your one and only, your all-time world champion uh, video game? Uh, easily Tecmo Bowl. Um, I think coming up, Tecmo Bowl was the first football game that was that was realistic. Uh, RBI baseball was right there, too. I was all sports. I mean, surprise, surprise. Me, too. All sports games. But, but Tecmo Bowl, 
Uh, second ball ball and RBI baseball were definitely mine. Double dribble was the shit when you could run down in that corner and hit the three every time. Uh, but, yeah, it had to be tech ball as well as RBI baseball are the two that I'll never forget about. So there was this place called Rocco's Pizza in Kenmore. You remember it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So they, you know, they had like their cheap cardboard pizza, and they had a little mini arcade, and it was a very popular spot to have birthday parties because because there was room yeah. for, for little shits to run. So they had NBA Jam the first time I ever laid eyes on it, and then it became then it be you know in the mid nineties I think it came to Sega Genesis and whatever, and uh, man that that was it. But my all all time champion and, and Tech Mobile certainly is on the short list, but mine's NHL ninety four for the Sega Genesis. Ooh. Um, you still play it. <laughs> I still play it. <laughs> yeah. From time to time. Uh, I do. It just, I, I don't know. It, it takes me back to, to awesome places. It, it was, you know, I was not a huge or even really any kind of hockey fan, but I loved the game. Got to know a lot of the players and things from that way. And that was right then the early nineties is when they were getting the licenses to actually have the players, you know, remember there was a thing with Bernie. He would never be on. He would never give his, right. his name. They, they, well, he was QB 19. They had right. an NFL licensing quarterbacks that made their own licenses. Yeah, in the early yeah. Madden games, they would use super generic colors, and it'd be New York A, New York N. You know, they didn't right. have that. And then they realized we can all make money off of this. I mean, I've known guys right. that have had not even a cup of coffee, a half a cup of coffee in the NFL, but they get on the Madden game, and they they get checks for a long time. Get checks from it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good way to go. Uh, and, and frankly – um, I wish that they would explore that with college football. Now, I don't play the current video game systems anymore. I turn on the Sega Genesis right. three or four times a year. But you would think that there would be enough money there in the college football game specifically and maybe in a couple of others to where they could use the licenses, right, and, uh, right. and give these kids some money. Now, we know the kids are going to use the money on video games and shoes and phones themselves, and that's fine. Right, but hey, but you, it's better doing it. It's better than getting the money legally and doing it than ab- getting money illegally. Absolutely, gosh, you're bringing a lot of logic today. You must be hungover. <laughs> I don't need sleep. I mean, I drank like six waters already today, son. I I've had some surreal moments because, like, I'm sitting in a, I'm sitting in a restaurant that'll go nameless to the uh, Urban Farmers downtown, off a lot of west. It went nameless for all of one point two seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like, I like you know what? I'm giving Cleveland credit. Because that's the other thing I want to get at. Man, Cleveland looks awesome right now. And I've been on the road. I haven't been home 24 hours. But I've been back and forth to downtown Cleveland already twice. And I'm on my third time tour going right now. And I literally haven't even been back 12, 12 24 hours. Um, but Cleveland looks awesome right now, man. I'm proud. I, I am uh, walking through, the, just seeing all the, the setup inside today. Um, it's We're, we're, we're A, hey, man. We're, we're doing very well, well for ourselves. Hopefully everything goes off without a hitch over the next 24, 48 hours. But I'm proud of Northeast Ohio right now. It, it's an awesome field. But Tim Kirchin saw me this morning he, at breakfast with Shane Beaver and looked at me. It's like, and to me, I'm like, how the hell is Tim Kirchin? And he's like, and he's giving me a shout out. I'm like, it's it's just a, it's cool. It's surreal seeing the different people. Like I saw like half the uh, half the guys that played the Futures game. They were all staying at the Westin, I guess, and they were all getting kicked out when I was leaving today. Uh, and it's just surreal seeing these guys, and they're and they're giving me like head nods, and I'm just like. How the hell do you guys know who I am? It's just been really cool to be in Cleveland. Hey, I've been to Urban Farmer. Hours. It's really good. Hey, if you're listening, we accept gift cards. I do leave the basement every now and again. Thanks thanks for listening. <laughs> um, so what night was it that we woke up? Well, I know I woke up to it. I wasn't still up. Oh, Friday night into Saturday morning, the Kawhi thing. Shout out to Pete. Pete yeah. was on it. 
Pete was texting us. Said, Pete is our woge. He gave us the woge bomb. <laughs> it was at 2 a.m. I was, I was trying to go to sleep, and Pete was going, ain't shit Pete, which we love him for because he's the best. Um, and we found out. And to me, the biggest, the bigger bomb was what happened with Paul George. And my, so we can go either way you want to go about it. But to me, the bomb of bombs is that, that George is, is a clipper as well. Sure. No, it it all goes together as one. But I mean, you could say that was more startling than Kawhi signing there, right? Um, right. You know, listen. There, there's so many tentacles to this, and and I do, but I don't want to talk about the the Twitter clowns who who make clowns of themselves trying to be insiders, right? We deal with it in every sport. We deal with it on a local level and on a national level. Um, I guess we deal. Right. I guess if we choose to follow them, we deal with it for one, too. But some of them are so persistent and then tweet through it. Um, and what happens, not just on there, Dre, but in general, is like sometimes things are right under our noses. And, and the longer it went on, if you take a step back, if you follow this stuff historically, of course all, all three teams were still in it, right? And it never made sense for him to right. go to the Clippers without another shoe dropping, you know? I, I kept saying, for sure. and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for Kawhi or claim to be in Kawhi's head, let alone ever even been, been in the same room as Kawhi, but he never seemed to fit is the third wheel with Magic and AD, no. right? No. Um, you know, you tw- say, wait, wait, did you say with Magic and AD? Yeah, I mean, LeBron, just geez, I'm losing it today. <laughs> See, I, I am I am sober and did get sleep, so I'm really out of whack. <laughs> See? See? It's overrated, kids. It's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> In 1990, let's play a little American Forward Fireworks Glory Days Part 2. <laughs> He, he fucked okay. up so bad he wants to start over to now, else. I need to go say ahead, this. I need to say this because the re- uh, there's a reason I said this. And I'm going to regret, I think, saying this. But I got to tell this whole story, right? So, like, you see all this go on, right? right? And the trickle-down effect is to all these kids at the lower levels transferring, not bailing on their yeah. teammates, doing, you know, playing travel ball, selling, basically getting portions of their life taken away for chasing a dream that's probably not going to come true. Right. Like, right. So <clears throat> what I try to say to kids is, you know, I, I was I was lucky to be on the damn high school team. Right. Let's let's make that clear. But like what I remember now is the bus rides and the practices and the lifelong bonds more more than all. Absolutely. That, right. And even when you've and told I, your and, stories and, and, and keep and keep where you're at. And I don't play major league sports, but I still travel on buses and planes with teams. And it's the best part that they have today in the majors as well. Correct. So, like, two weeks ago, I'm on Twitter at, say, 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, right, Eastern time. I was in Ohio. I had just got, it's the week I traveled. I had just gotten back to Ohio. And I saw someone post a video of Pistol Pete Maravich, right? Oh, And it yeah. took me back to Worcester Camp in probably 1992. And one of my roommates thinking he was the next Pistol Pete Maravich and doing the routine <laughs> every morning, Right. And I right. swear to you, Dre, not 40 minutes later did I get a text from Seattle where it was only 540 uh, in the morning. One of the other roommates yeah. had seen the same video and sent this to me and said, send this to our buddy if you still talk to him. Right. And so that's that's, that's what it's awesome. about. But anyway, that's where I'm going with this is at that camp. We were 11. We were like 12, 13 years old. Right. We, we talked. We ended up talking that day, talking about that camp. And one of the coaches says, anybody got a joke? And this 11-year-old kid stands up in front of the whole camp and goes, anybody know what magic stands for? My ass got infected, coach. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's so you, awful. <laughs> I 
can't yeah. believe I just said that. But that's what yeah. I think about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's us. Continue on Kawhi. Let's find out about Kawhi Saturday night. So. So Sorry, I've, been, I've had magic on my you. mind because I've been playing some College of Worcester camp throwback stories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> look, I'll just say this. I think it's been a great week for the NBA. I think the NBA is in a healthy spot. Um, you know, there are things you can pick apart. There are things you can like uh, and not like. You know, I feel, I feel there is some danger in a number of teams, including the one right up the road from us, feeling like they're not even in the league, right? Even though they just won a title three years ago, or even though they're just in the finals 13 yeah. months ago, right? I but, was going to say, they've, they've played four finals in a row, too. Right, but I, I just mean, feel like... Ebbs yeah. flows of sports, right? Yeah. No, I, I just feel like in today's sports climate, which includes social media, which includes fan engagement, which includes superstars being, b- being larger-than-life creatures, I, I just feel like the NBA right now is in a really good place that, that that this is great for the health of the league um, in, in this era of new media and new ways to process things. And yeah, you know, guys are super teams and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. They make more money than most of us could even begin to fathom, uh, begin to begin to fathom, but I think it's good. And frankly, I'm excited for the NBA. Now here's the problem. Winning, from October to April still doesn't really matter, right? Um, right. And, and, and that's a reality that they have to deal with. And the other part is, is we've seen many times winning in July does not equate at all to winning in April and May and, and June or even getting close to that. So you have to kind of pump the brakes. But I, I think it's been a great week. I think Kawhi and Paul George on the Clippers with, with Pat Bev and those guys is great. Uh, I'm not quite sure what OKC is going to do with 19 draft picks. We will see how that all works out. But I think the <laughs> NBA is in a good place, and I think, you know, reading reading Zach Lowe, listening to Brian Winhurst, reading Twitter, following, uh, knowing the league that I do. And, and as you guys that are podcast listeners know, I'm much more of an April to June, April to July NBA guy than I am in between. Uh, I, I have a level of excitement for this season, and, and I think um, it's really good for the league that it is wide open and that there is the buzz that the, that there is. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love where we're at right now. Um, I may be on the different, like, you know, I was talking to my, one of my guys, one of my guys that I travel with, we were sitting with Matt Underwood and Steve Bardo is what I'm talking about. He does our video replay replays. He's great. Um, on our broadcast. I know people, people, many people don't know him, but we wouldn't be able to survive without him in all honesty. And he was kind of saying at first he didn't like what was going on. And I was like, I actually like it for the simple fact that this team, there's a lot of teams that have chances now. Um, the super team has, been, has come and gone, and it's always going to be there. Uh, that's not going to go away. But I feel like we're at a good place where, I mean, you just go through, and yeah, you can worry about the Cavs, and I get that worry, and I get that concern. But they weren't getting any, like, this offseason doesn't concern them. This, this offseason isn't about them, right? Like, we'll get back and have putting them in the conversation in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was going to be that way anyway. I just like that that a guy like Kawhi, Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers but picks, puts his own team together. Him and, I, here's my issue, and, and I'm, going, I'm going around, but I'm going to get to this. I'm only bothered, and only in a small way, because I'm not, like, going to sit here and cry for anybody. The Paul George situation kind of makes me – I don't know how I feel. I don't like it though. Like, like, 
Why throw the fucking party last year with with Westbrook? Why you basically say that was what you wanted to do? You signed a big contract. If you knew you wanted to do what you want to do with Kawhi, why not? Like I just there, hey, each his own. I just don't. I just didn't like the taste of it. No, uh, I do know the I, I do know that Toronto tried to trade for him, but they realized that was going to be the clincher to get Kawhi back. I give Toronto credit; they were willing to try to make a move, but. The teams want to give you their, their rest of their draft picks for the next half a decade. And because of the Ted Stephian rule, you can't get back-to-back-to-back picks. So it's, it's going to continue for a long time. I, and, I'm, and I don't have anything against Paul George. I'm not one of those guys that gets mad anymore about guys. You and I have talked about this on this podcast. I'm to the point in my life where I, if a guy wants to play somewhere else and, and he can do that in his job, I, I tip my hat. I no longer get caught up in, in, in loyalty and things of that nature, because pro sports don't have loyalty, people. And if Zach Jackson woke up one day and realized he could work for the athletic and do it in Mississippi, and he wanted to go to Mississippi, and they would pay him a little bit more, I mean, I like it. It might not be my pick, my first pick, but if that's what's best for him and his family, I can't get mad about it. I'm not mad that Brian Windhorse has done what he's done. I'm not mad LeBron has done what he's done. I don't like how the Paul George situation just ended, because a year ago, at this time, they were throwing a party congratulating him for not talking to L.A., for not doing anything and staying in OKC. And now OKC, who has done great drafting, developing, and all these other things, and I'm not crying spilled milk, but they've drafted three MVPs. They got up Paul George and they lost KD. And most likely, the next time we do a podcast, they'll have nothing to show for it but a bunch of draft picks because I don't think Westbrook is long for their either now. No. And I just don't think that that's not what the NBA was set up to be, especially when they did so many things right. Um but not enough right, obviously. Yeah. Well, look, we know life changes, circumstances change, sometimes in a blink, sometimes in a year, and hell, in the scope of pro sports, a year is a long time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. However, when people do sign long-term contracts and then they want back in on this action because they want the attention, they want out, um, that's what turns a lot right. of people off, right? And, and you're exactly yeah. right yeah. about Paul George. And in Indy, they're saying Paul George killed another franchise, and boy, it didn't take long this time. And, and who can argue with that? Right. Uh, Paul George can say, I'm swimming in my money. I cannot hear you. And he's right, too. But um, there is that, you know, uh, you got to win in the now and you got to go for it. And and I think, shoot, just this week. I mean, we've seen the value of a championship. Uh, The the Warriors are going to retire all those guys numbers who were you know, finals MVPs and and a part of that. Right. Uh, People here still revere J.R. Smith despite him quitting on the yes. team, despite his last basketball act being one of the most unexplainable, dumbass things. He didn't quit. He quit. They fucking quit. They fucking quit. How can you say he quit? He, he quit. He play. said, I'm not playing anymore. That's quitting. No, that's not That's not what happened. That is not what happened. I just listened to this. He wanted to fucking play. He was at the facility at practice. Kobe didn't say a word to him. Kobe called his agent and said, because he wants to play, why don't you go ahead and send him home? That is what happened. He did not quit. Okay. The, the Cavs didn't want him to play because the Cavs didn't want to win. So, let's be honest. The Cavs didn't play half their fucking team last year because they didn't want to win. You think Kevin, Was Kevin Love really hurt that long? Was Tristan Thompson hurt that long? We know the truth. They quit on him. Let's just keep it, let's keep it honest. Okay, well, when – The Cavs did not want to win. The Cavs didn't want to win in 2018 and 19, and we all know it. And they made sure the veterans did not play or they moved them. Okay, well, he was last seen on a court committing one of the dumbass moves of all time in the NBA Finals, right? He's, well, okay, but that's his career. 
So what the fuck does I got to do? Okay, well, uh, my he point is... Stupid, he, was doing, he was doing stupid shit in Denver. Yes. He was doing stupid shit in New York. Right. And he also was a part of... He was also a part of making the Cavaliers have a parade. I'm not going to say Yes, here no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is because he was part of that parade, and, and he did, he was awesome in those finals. And then he, he was shirtless in the parade and he's JR. I'm saying that's the value of a championship, right? Like... You, For sure. You are. But he did not quit. He didn't quit. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to be good as we get into this second and third tier of moves that might involve Russell Westbrook, that might involve Kevin Love, that all these teams are going to go for it. Right? I think JR right. quit. But anyway, right. we can talk about something else. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, like, I, no, I, there's a reason why, and I'll tell you when we get done with the podcast. I had this argument on the plane yesterday because some people, J.R. Smith is like this spark plug. Some people hate seeing him. A lot of white old men don't like seeing J.R. Smith walk around with his shirt off. I'll just say that. And I heard, overheard a conversation. I'm not saying you're part of that. And I get that there's a lot of shit that we can put J.R. Smith down about. And I'll ride with you on, on most of it. But I'm not going to ride with the whole – like people have just made like this, this story about him that's not true. He was on a team last year that didn't fucking want to win. And he, like, That part of it's and true what veter- And yeah. what veteran do we know – wants to play like to me i give him more credit he could have just sat back and sat on the bench and just did nothing he was pissed off and wanted to win and now we're gonna put him down for that i'm not riding with that not sure that's all of it but whatever it's it's in the past well, well okay but wait then what is it then get then seriously because I, I i have more i can give more and i know people that are that are around it but give me more that you have because i want people to know that because there's a lot of people that are listening to the pod right now that are totally on your side going fuck jr smith and I, i'm not saying he's perfect None of us are, but I think he got fucked. See, in the do whole you think because we- my gauge is that it's that Cleveland and vicinity is a whole lot more pro J.R. Smith than than elsewhere. That's my that's my read on it. No, I think you're right, and it comes down to what you said because of the championship, right? Like the championship gives you gives you a little leeway, right? That gives you the leeway to, to be a little different to do what you want to do, right? Sure. No, it gives you a lot. Yes, that was my point. It gives you a lot. <laughs> yeah. No. So we agree. We agree upon that. Right. All I'm saying to you is. All I'm saying to you is this: that look, I don't think he's perfect. I can go. We can go back and forth on some of the dumbest plays we've ever seen. He's been a part of a lot of them. He was. He, he was. The, they don't win the championship without him. But to me, last year, um, I just like to me last year. What happens doesn't happen. Like unless if the team was trying to win, if the team was trying to win, there would no, be no problems. With I, I would not. I would not argue that because I would sound like a fool if I did. I just think that maybe it wasn't the first day that he came in moping, or maybe there was some leak that maybe we would like to just be sent well, home here. Okay, okay, but once this. again, once again, was it his fault? He was on the roster and they didn't want to win any fucking games. No, they they had to like, resign him to that ridiculous contract. Right. Yeah, they had like, to. I, like, like, I, like I said, I don't want to sit here, but like I just. The reason I'm not, and I'm not mad at you, you know I'm not mad at you. Like, but I feel like you I'm and I fragile. have to have these conversations because where else? Well, you are a dumbass. <laughs> but that's nor here nor there. Um, all I'm saying to you is this, and I'm keeping it simple, is that if you and I don't have conversations like this, a lot of dumbass people on the radio let conversations like this ride, and then people walk around with half-truths and half-beliefs about people in their careers. JR isn't perfect, but JR, hey, nobody put a gun to the Cavs' head to sign JR to the contract that he was signed to. No one did that. They signed that is, to it. That is they true. Knew what, they, knew, they knew who they were signing that to. They knew the situation going forward after they signed him and, and knowing LeBron's situation. I, like, I just, I'm not going to slander JR 
for what happened in Cleveland over the I'm last not trying to slander JR months. either. I, 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 had, I guess my issue is him being some sort of conquering hero because he, cause he had three good games. I would never call him that. I would never, but see, yeah. that's what I'm not calling No, the truth, what, what do we always Twitter. say? The truth is in the middle, right? The truth is yes. in the middle. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Exactly. No, JR per- coming to Cleveland way. was his one and only chance to prove that he was more than a cartoon character, and he was a big part of the Cavs raising the trophy. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, so I want to say this about the Lakers. Um, I'm not trying to take away anything from LeBron, and I think even a bad defensive team, part of the appeal of Anthony Davis is that dude can cover a lot of ground in a hurry, right? And, and he – he, when healthy, is an athletic marvel. Uh, we know the wingspan, and he can block shots and get out on the break. And there, there's going to be times when they're dangerous. There's also going to be times when they're going to give up 130. Um, no doubt. I just, I don't see them as a team that can win the title. I really don't. I, I just don't see those two, and whatever ragtag you can put together, Danny Green in year ten, what's left of Avery Bradley. What's left of Boogie? Although Boogie Boogie will be better. Um, he was not right. He yeah. was not right. Now, he's got to get in shape. They got to get Boogie in shape. Yeah, yeah. he's got to get in shape, and you know, then he's got to be a good soldier. You know, a, another problem and question I have, and I know the regular season is like eleven months long, but guys got to play together, and there's going to have to be so much body management right. done. You know. Like when do you really right. can can you go Cavs from 2014 to 18 and just just get on the gas pedal at March 15th or even April 10th as they did the one year they were basically scrimmaging <laughs> in the playoffs you know I I worry about that in the West I'm not sure you can do that you know um, I I don't think home court is a huge huge deal in the NBA by any means but I mean I don't see this as a top two or three seed because I don't see those guys playing. Well, I I don't agree. Yet. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's I, all right. Who's your top three seeds right now? If we're gonna play, if we're gonna play the seed game. Give me three, three, four. Give me three teams better. Well, I think in the regular season, I think Denver and Utah will both be better than the Lakers and potentially the Clippers. Ooh, too. see a true man that does know the NBA. Yeah. I, I think Utah got a lot better. Yeah, and Utah I might quietly got better. And I might make a case for Portland too. Uh, that, all right, all right, I won't fight you. I'm just glad you didn't yeah. see any of the other teams that just were put together. Yeah. Um, that's a legitimate. You're, you're legitimate, but I'll still say this. Five minutes to go in a game, it's tied up. I got the Lakers, and they got all their guys on the court, and I got Utah with all their guys on the court. We're in Vegas. I'm pretty sure you and I are putting our money on LeBron still until we see different. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, and, and every time and, we want to – And we had – Go ahead. I just think every time you have questions, some of which are legitimate about the dynamic, you just think about the raw talent of LeBron being able to play multiple positions, you know, do, do the things that he can do right. and pairing him with AD who can step out, who can dunk on people, who can block shots. Um, you know, I, I think that their team defense is a huge, huge question. And then obviously who makes shots and how do they play together? Uh, Rondo's not a shooter. We know that you got to surround LeBron with shooters. Right. Um, you know, Danny, we'll they got Danny Green, right? They got Danny Green, yeah. But I mean, uh, he can I, shoot. There's no, no, no buts. He's coming off being a he, he can shoot and play. He's a 20 minute player, but he can make he can stroke. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think Golden State was right in leaving him open most times. So we'll and he's going to be open. I he's going to be. Open. I tend to disagree. Yeah, he's going well, to make shots. We'll see. It, it, he it, did in San Antonio. He did. He did. He's done every his whole career. You can look it up when we get done. He's hit open shots. That's why he worked in San Antonio. That's why he worked in Toronto. Right. And he's got rings. Who, and they needed players that have both. Hitting you with this out of nowhere. You're the TV maker. Give me three Christmas games. 
Ooh, that's easy. L.A. and L.A. I think it's L.A. and L.A. Right? too. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Gotta be, right? Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn and Boston. Okay. Gotta do it. Even without KG. Even without KG. Okay. Still got Tyree coming back. And then, like, you know, the best game is going to be Portland-Denver, Portland-Utah at 10 o'clock. Yeah, Port- yeah, you got Portland hosting somebody at night. That seems a lock. Don't you got to yeah. have Toronto? Don't you got to have Toronto host the oh. noon game? Yeah, you're right. It's going to be Toronto-Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably got to have Toronto host the noon game. Uh, maybe against Brooklyn, maybe against the Celtics. That's for sure. I completely agree on L.A. versus L.A. Uh, that's really interesting. You would think Golden State's still a Christmas team, right? Even yeah, without those absolutely. guys. Yeah. What is there, five games? Five games. Yeah. Uh, five, yeah. You start at 12, and you got, yes, you got like a 12, 330, like a 6, a 9, and then like a, yeah, or like a 10, right. right? Or like somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes the marquee game's at 330, sometimes it's at 5. It kind of depends on how they structure it early. But yeah, you would think LA versus LA because then you let them both kind of stay at home, right? Um, that that'll right. be that'll be good. Uh, you would almost guarantee Brooklyn. Um, I don't think they really owe Toronto. All right, I think we got cut out for a second, but um, maybe Golden State versus Zion. That makes sense as a Christmas game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad, I forgot about Zion. I don't know how, but I forgot about. The... You know what? My boy Bardo the other night during the first game during the earthquake. We didn't even touch an earthquake. He was like, "Man, I'm worried Zion's gonna be hurt his whole life, his whole career." And I go, wow, LeBron's built, you know, I was like, LeBron, I go, there's tons of unbelievable athletes that never get hurt. And lo and behold, he's out for the rest of the rest of the rookie league. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they don't really need that, though, you know. Um, I know, but but you do start getting concerned. Hey, I mean, I don't, and I'm not. You know how it is. No, c- credit to the NBA for, I mean, they got people paying attention to the summer league, which is like, it's, no it's unbelievable. It says the power of the league. Hey, guys, shout outs, as always, to Scene, to the Honeymoon Grill to american fireworks this is monday july 8th this might be uh our last podcast for two weeks i am going on an actual vacation um five or six days from now i am not bringing the equipment with me frankly i'm turning everything off and unplugging and um you know showing my old white body to as many people want to see it on the beach and uh, we'll see how that goes so um nobody (laughs) congrats to all of the people that will see that body over those two weeks. I'm going to try to get him to do one more before he gets out of here. Uh, uh, congrats to J.R. Smith for being one of the finest lads in Cleveland history, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. Um, and congrats to his T-shirt companies that don't can't sell his T-shirts because he won't wear them. I sh- you know um, what? In retrospect, this, this mature, more polished version of Zach shouldn't have even gone there because I could go down the list of people that were in the celebrity game, and it just doesn't, it doesn't help me, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I got like nothing to gain from that. We've talked about two of them on this podcast, J.R. Smith and Johnny Bananas. Like, yeah. that's the depth of the depth. Don't say anything about Steve He still wants to beat your ass. But he loves <laughs> us and we'll come back on. <laughs> August 7th, he's going to fight. Uh, what's his name? But uh, Steve still said he's down with the A to Z team, even though he's going to kick Zach's ass. Yeah. And, well, uh, with, so. with advertising such as, he's going to fight what's his name? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Cormier, motherfucker. <laughs> Congrats on my memory. Uh, and my liver. <laughs> anyway, when I get back from vacation, or maybe if we plug in later in the week, we got a couple announcements. Brown's training camp is just around the corner. Um, so thank you guys for your support. When we mess things up, when we don't have anything to talk about, when I'm right and he's wrong, which happens often. So thank you guys for listening, for helping this thing grow. We do appreciate it. And uh, we wouldn't do it without you. 
quite literally. And so, shout, shout out to everybody that yells, no matter if it's Cincinnati, Baltimore, Kansas City, or if it's at the All-Star game or All-Star festivities, and they yell out, and everybody's yelling out, Andre, we love you. And somebody yells out, congrats, love the podcast. That means more to me than the rest of them. It really does. Thank you, guys. Amen. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you next time on A to Z. Can you see